time. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. What's up, pet pals? Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our show today features a global champion for cats, plus a husband-wife duo who are revolutionizing the pet sitting industry. Now let's get started. Just move over, Marvel Comics superheroes. Our first guest is a real hero. In fact, a feline warrior helping save the lives of cats. Please give pause and applause to Dr. Elizabeth Colloran. Welcome to the show, Dr. Elizabeth. You have never lost your art, the art of hyperbole. No, ma'am. <laughs> it's in my blood. It's in my blood. Hey, um, Pet Pals, I bet you recognize her name. I mean, she is the past president of, I have to take a big breath, the American Association of Feline Practitioners. Shoo, that's a mouthful. Fortunately, go to their website, catvets.com, and save some typing finger muscles. She also operates uh, a major cat-only veterinary practice, Chico Hospital for Cats in Chico, California. and She's on a global mission to help cats. I mean, gee, Dr. Elizabeth Colloran, do you ever take time for a cat nap? Oh, no, I got over those a long time ago. That ship sailed. <laughs> I mean, I, I want you, we're going to dive in. And this special episode okay. today, Dr. Colloran is here to share some very big news about a very nasty disease affecting cats. Feline infectious peritonitis, FIP. And as the good doctor will tell us, until recently, there was really no cure, and it impacts a lot of young cats and kittens. I mean, I invited you, Dr. Colloran, to share what's going on as far as FIP advances, and tell us a little bit about this growing health army for cats called Feline Warriors. So let's back up a couple steps. FIP, I don't like the initials. <laughs> I don't like the feline disease. infectious peritonitis is a terrible virus. It's in the coronavirus family now that we all know what coronaviruses yes, are. Yes, we do. Yep. And until it began to appear in the seventies and got um, more and more frequently diagnosed, it's a, as you say a disease of young cats. It's also a disease of of cats who live in stressful situations in in crowded conditions and things like that. So we're talking One of the shelters. Worst Rescue groups, things like that, right? Well, yes, the ones that aren't, the ones that don't adhere to certain standards of Yeah, I'm not care, cutting down right? shelters. So I'm just saying high population possibilities Got it. can happen. Yeah, Right on. So for us as veterinarians, it was a terrible thing to diagnose. And so we worked very, very hard not to diagnose it and try to find something else that was wrong with this beloved kitten um, before we told clients who were as you might imagine, heartbroken to learn yeah. that there wasn't a cure. 
Dr. Niels Peterson at UC Davis had been working for 30 years on this problem. And finally, in the last couple of years, has really made some gigantic breakthroughs. As you know from what we know about COVID-19, having a single viral uh, therapy is never enough. Right. And so Dr. Peterson's been working on a couple, and there's another one um, that's coming out of Australia. And now it is, in a way, a curable disease. And that is a huge milestone for veterinary medicine, for cat owners, and for cats everywhere. Um, so we're really excited about it. it, it it's but there seems perfect. to be, but there's a little hesitation because there's also some controversy and some confusion, right? Right. Well, it started out as it was going to be an FDA-approved drug. <clears throat> there were two companies that were working on that, and they decided to stop. And there's a lot of reasons why they decided not to seek FDA approval. It's costly in the United States. There were some reasons to think that this partic these particular forms of therapy might be useful in humans and that somehow there might be a reflection on this form of therapy if they actually went for the big bucks, which is obviously in human medicine. Oh, so yeah. they abandoned that effort. And oh. as a result of that, the product was engineered and released out of China. Mm -hmm. And it's legal in some countries to do that, but not in the United States. Well, that sounds, wow, that sounds very frustrating. So as a veterinarian and someone who has cats, Dr. Elizabeth Colloran, that's like an ultimate tease, isn't it? It's like, there, it's, it's within reach, but not. Well, it was. And then you know, there are workarounds if something is really, really important, right? Yeah, if, you, right. if you really need something badly, you're willing to maybe bend the rules a little bit. And so what we have is a situation where veterinarians can't acquire the drug, they can't administer the drug, Yet. and they can't promise any outcomes, right? Okay. All right? But they can work with other groups to do all those things. And the other thing that veterinarians can do, which is perfect, is that we can do everything else. We can provide additional forms of therapy. We can teach them how to give injections. We can formulate the dosages. We can keep track of the history and, you know, connect with the clients in ways that are really important because it does take a while for the therapy to work. So, so we have a job to do. There's just right. not all of it. So tell us how that segues into the term feline warrior. Well, FIP Warriors grew out of a Facebook page, right? It's now FIP Warriors 5.0. And it's important to make that distinction, right? Because right. there's some, uh, pardon the, this is not meant to be a pun, but there are some copycat. So FIP, go ahead, say Warriors, the FIP Warriors 5.0. Now, you are absolutely right. There are some knockoff websites. There are some fake websites. And those are intended to cheat people out of their money and to make money that they shouldn't be making. And so it's very important to go to FIP Warriors 5.0 or for really recent updates and a completely current state of affairs for FIP. It's zenbycat.com, which is Peter Cohen's website. Well, it's actually zenbycat.org. I checked that out. Oh, sorry. See, I was doing my homework. And Peter Cohen, 
zenbycat.org. I'm just going to say it like so we can get the right information. That also, I saw his site. He's amazing. And he's got he a, a poster cat, if you will. You want to talk about Smokey? Smokey was one of um, the earliest cats treated in Dr. Peterson's clinic as a, as a client-owned cat. There were some studies done in laboratory cats. Um, and that showed really good results. And so a, a small group of cats were permitted to, to join this study. And Peter Cohen's cat, Smokey, was one of them. And he's still here. Aww. He is alive and kicking and doing just great. He had, you know, a, as you might imagine, in early days of a drug, things aren't perfect. And so there were some things that, you know, we learned from all that. But he is one of a group of survivors that's still alive today. Wow. I love this. Hey, everybody. And we're going to take a break in a, just a second. But before we do your clinic, Dr. Collarin, tell us the website for that. It's chicocats.com. Chico and we, we welcome visitors, of course, and we can be reached through that website. So if there are questions or anyone has concerns about anything they hear today, um, I sit on email because I hate social media. So I don't do that, <laughs> but, I, but I do answer emails. All right. We're talking to the good veterinarian. We're talking Dr. Elizabeth Colloran, and she is an FIP warrior, feline warrior. She's helping cats with the FIP. I can't believe how life is so ironic. We're dealing with a coronavirus. Our kitties are dealing with a coronavirus, and we're going to find out more after we take this break. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Have you missed any of today's episode? Well, stop chasing your tail. We post full-length versions of all our guest interviews on our website, fourleggedlife.com. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. I'm talking with Dr. Elizabeth Colloran. And she is the veterinarian at uh, Chico Hospital for Cats in Chico, California. I've actually been there and met her fine staff. Uh, shout out to everybody. They're awesome. They're very dedicated. And FIP. Now, you have been a veterinarian for how many years now? You were like years. at, were you at IBM or something? And you woke up one day and said, this is not my life story. I want to be a veterinarian and you're now one of the leading veterinarians. I mean, you're on task force being the past president of the cat veterinary group. That's not an easy thing to accomplish. So what made you shift? What made you say, I'm going to really ready for it, pursue my dream. Uh, it would only come from you, Arden. I, <laughs> it really isn't that I was a crazy cat lady. I don't have 30 cats. Um, I only have two. Mm -hmm. And the, the, life of the cat became fascinating to me. I wrote a master's thesis on the California mountain lion wow. and I fell in love with the medicine and the physiology and the evolution of cats through history. There you go. It you want to shout out to there. your, you have Burmese cats, right? Rescues? Or I do. What, give them a shout out. They're listening. I know they are. They're probably sleeping on my laundry. <laughs> That's okay. They can hear with one ear. Go ahead and say their names. I like their names. Oh, one is Opie because he's a little bit, he's very clumsy. And the other one is Andy. I didn't name him. They're both rescues. They came from difficult circumstances. And what about your dog? 
His name is, ready? Yes. His name is Giuliano. Giuliano, Giuliano. Okay, good. Italiano, Giuliano. And how is he getting along with Opie and, uh, and Andy? They actually are completely fine about him. They think that he is small enough not to be a problem. And they, and he, he gets slapped around a little bit. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. So tell us about the FIP uh, Veterinarians Warrior Group. And you did say it at the beginning how you are working within your legal boundaries as a veterinarian. But you have to have all the things that have happened in veterinary medicine for cats. How big is this that there is something that can help cats with FIP? I mean, how would well, you Well, this is life-changing. I mean, Arden, it's life-changing. I mean, I had had broken the hearts of so many people over decades, and now it's curable. But the problem is getting the drug. And okay. so going through FIP Warriors 5.0, gets you the companies that do that are validated, these drugs get tested, and you can get advice about the right company to buy from and how much it'll cost. They also, I mean, I am a very small part of this cog. I'm a very small matter. cog. You're a part of it and it takes a village, right? And it and these people are so dedicated to this project and they have administrative people and veterinarians. And we're all working together and, and, you know, they are do the, do the vast majority of the work to make this drug available to people. Um, and because it takes 84 days of treatment oh, really? before we presume these cats are cured. And then another 84 days of observation to make sure they don't, because there is a, a history of relapse in a few cats. So it's a long process and it requires being helpful to people and teaching them to do things and that they've never done before. And it's, it's a lot. And, and the people that run FIP Warriors 5.0 are my heroes. They are, um, they are saving lives every day. What, just to give people a better understanding of feline infectious peritonitis, what, what are some of the symptoms? How is it diagnosed? I, you know, you've, you've been, I know it's heartbreaking when it's a, beautiful young cat the family is bonded with them what are some of the is it is it obvious or i mean give us a little uh, well the cats are really sick there's there's no doubt about it they are quite ill they usually have a fever that kind of comes and goes so a lot of times they'll come in to a practice that isn't familiar with fip the cattle will get put on antibiotics they'll think the cat's fine because the temperature goes away or the fever goes away and then they the fever comes back. And it's just that is a classic sign mm-hmm. of, of FIP. And then there are some in the blood work, there are some markers for, for that. There's also for that specific coronavirus of, or whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. no, it's just it's just the constellation of signs. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will develop fluid in their abdomens or in their chest. Okay. In which case, that becomes a much easier diagnosis. Cats who develop what we call the dry form of FIP are harder to diagnose, and we have to use more um, diagnostic testing to get there. Now, I understand um, these, and I'm going to sound scientific, and I'm not, but um, there are certain uh, numbers with the G on it that are the types of medicine. I don't want to confuse people a little bit, but is it given orally? Um, how is it given if people are able to legitimately go on the site and be able to get the medicine and then work with veterinarians like you so you keep your licenses? 
Um, I mean, it's got a lot. There's a lot of hurdles. There are. It, 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 the, the sort of nickname of it is GS. GS. It has a lot. G, it's GS with a bunch of numbers after it. Right. That drug comes in two forms. It comes in injectable and oral. We usually try to start the cats out on injectable at the beginning to get them um, to get them really started and get get things moving because these cats are really really sick. Usually they've been sick for a while and they don't get just a little bit sick. They get very sick, and so we try to be much more aggressive at the beginning, and then we can switch them to the oral form later, and okay. which is uh, very often how we do it. So you recently, I think in twenty one, gave a like a 45, 50 minute talk on Zoom about FIP advances. And I watched it and I was, you know, I think we need, is there a way you can let people know how to get to that uh, YouTube? That was really well done. It is on YouTube. There's a lot of information now um, about um, FIP available and certainly that's available on YouTube. Um, and the FIP warriors have lots and lots and lots of links for directions, for how to do things, how to, you know, how to acquire the drug, how to administer the drug. There's tons of information now. This is about, we're about two years in now. Good. And so there's lots and lots of information out there. What I'm, what I'm sensing, it's a rising up and people are like, no, we're going to find a way to get together and get a cure. And I'm that's I'm exactly sure. what happened, Arden. Yeah. Everybody was so upset by the fact that there was this I mean, Dr. Peterson's work He's a is wonderful. landmark. He he it's it's to us it was a miracle that all of a sudden disappeared. And so there were so many people that were so angry and so upset by that that this whole sort of black market kind of um, approach began to emerge. So we're going to end with the two sites that are legitimate and have the latest information. Take it away, Dr. Colloran. FIP Warriors 5.0 on Facebook. Okay. And then the other one is zenbycat.org. And that is Peter Cohen's website. And he always has the absolute latest information on FIP. All right. We thank you for being our guest on today's show, Dr. Colloran, chicocats.com. And we're going to be back after this break with our second guest. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And now you never have to miss not even one second of any episode. Why? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. <laughs> Bringing out the best in pets and their people, this is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our next guests are a husband and wife team, and they're ready to make a big confession. Now, <laughs> they're not going to apologize for fast becoming the go-to source on pet sitting. Please welcome to the show the host of the award-winning podcast, Pet Sitter Confessional. We're talking about Megan and Colin Funkhauser. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having us. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hey, everybody. This time in our lives, pets have been there for us and they continue to be there for us. 
and they need professional help too because many of us are going back to work and taking other jobs or taking finally a trip and what we need most is a team of professionally trained pet sitters not the neighbor next door and on our show today are uh, Megan and Colin Funkhauser yes they are professional pet sitters but they've stepped it up because they want to also help share some insights from the pet sitter's perspective and the pet parent's concerns. And that's, I guess, what made you launch a podcast. Is that right, Colin? Yeah, it was. We, we had been pet sitting for several years at that time and realized that we wanted to share some stories and help grow a community with other professional pet sitters and get connected with them across the globe. And so it's been really fun to share stories, help raise the bar with uh, experiences and talent and all sorts of educational opportunities as well. Well, and it's really so that other pet sitters know that they are not alone. This industry right. can be really isolating because we're going into people's homes where they're, they're not home. It's just their pets there that we're carrying for and so we we just were alone all day and so but you really not you know when you can listen to other stories and experiences and say hey i i know i did that too i, I went through that as well well it sounds like you're filling a vacuum and i don't mean the vacuum for the carpet it, you you do feel like you're a little bit alone but there's an army of thousands of professional pet sitters out there but you need a, a united voice wouldn't you say Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much institutional knowledge for how to conduct a pet care visit, how to problem solve, how to solutioneer your way into overcoming problems that you that you experience day to day. But whenever you're by yourself, you don't get access to that, right? You can't tap into that. And so we really wanted to provide a way for people to do that and to feel like like I said, like they're they're not alone. So when did you officially launch uh, Pet Sitter Confessional, Megan? It was August of twenty nineteen. All right. All right. Before COVID, yeah. <laughs> everything was cruising, right? Yes, <laughs> it was. It was very, we, we launched and we had all this plans for the podcast and then COVID hit and then all of our plans changed and not just plans for the podcast, but plans as pet sitters, plans as our business. And all of a sudden we were grappling with how do we manage, how do we navigate this? This was new for many people, for everybody, right? Nobody's, we haven't yeah. experienced a global pandemic in a little bit. And so... <laughs> We were now sharing in real time people's experiences with how they were handling meet and greets, how they were going to people's homes, how they were handling with cancellations, what they were doing about refunds or not. And it really became this this great way to just kind of help everybody through that period. And we've gotten so much great feedback from people who said that time you really helped me know how to navigate those waters because I was so scared. I didn't know what was going on. And whether you shared a tip or someone you were interviewing shared a tip, that helped me get through that. I love that. And you put the capital P in pivot. Let, let's talk about your personal pet sitting business. What is it named? Where are you located? And why in the heck are you doing this? Were you brain surgeons before this? What, what are knitters? What were you doing before this? Um, so we are trained scientists. Um, so we both have our master's degree. Mine's in environmental toxicology and yours is? Is in natural resource management. And so we were both actually working on snails for our master's degree. I was killing them. He was trying to keep them alive. You know, and <laughs> sounds like a perfect marriage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yin and yang. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we were still pet sitting on the side at that time. And then he quit his job last year and we both went full time into this. Um, and wow. since then we have, we're, we're located in Missouri. And since then we have expanded into a new territory that's two hours south of us. We have hired employees and we've really grown and expanded. Yeah. What's the name of it? Please don't say it's called snail mail. 
Oh, <laughs> no, it's called Funky Bunch Pet Care. We do dog walking and pet care. So we're doing in-home care services. We don't run, we don't have a facility. Uh, we come to people, we take care of their homes, we walk their dogs, uh, make sure that we, they're treated like family. And it's all because of the snail. Yeah. Well, we started because we wanted to earn a little bit of extra money. As okay. graduate students, you don't make a whole lot, basically nothing. And so we started as a side thing, and it's just something that continued to stay with us. And then year after year, we moved a couple times and continued to pet sit. I got a full-time have, job. you have a child, don't you? We have two. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Sorry, too. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> been busy. We, which keeps us busy, and uh, they they love being part of it and helping us brainstorm photos and uh, social media posts too. So they're they're all in, and they're five and seven. <laughs> they took on a lot, and listen to them; they're happy. And you found your niche. It sounds like Megan. I mean, I know as much. You have a scientific mind, which probably helps in pet sitting, and you love animals, uh, even though the snails might have a little disagreement, <laughs> but. I mean, what do you think about how your life turned? You didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to team up with my hubby and we're going to do a great podcast. And ladies and gents, it has almost 350 episodes because they've been busy behind the mic. I mean, what do you think about how you evolved, Megan? I think it's great. Um, I think that COVID really taught us about our priorities. So his, his he was working a full-time job during COVID, but it brought him home. And we realized, wow, that all this family time is fantastic. He can come down for lunch and have lunch with uh, me and the kids. And it really shifted our priorities into going, okay, well, we're still doing pet sitting and we can make this a full-time thing and we can expand and just kind of blow this whole thing up. <laughs> What about you, Colin? Yeah, I, basically along those same lines of realizing that all of the, the training and experiences that we had before, they didn't all go to waste when we made this transition. We actually just reapplied in a slightly different manner. Our love of numbers and data analysis and spreadsheets translates pretty well into managing a business and finances and planning. Uh, and our attention to detail goes really well when planning a meet and greet and caring for a pet or how to dose certain medications. So, or writing an update at the end of a visit of going, okay, I need to spell check this and grammar and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I bet you have to tell me, please confess, confess. You are the host of Pet Sitter Confessional. If you see a pet snail in the house, what do you guys just have like an inside laugh? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, we fight over it. No, okay. <laughs> we make sure it is safely placed outside where it goes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, the the industry as a whole, you are more than aware, is has really gone through a major revolution. Some good, some bad. Um, we've got about a minute and a half before the break. I mean. There are still people that are hiring uh, a teenage kid to take care of your most priceless asset, your pets, and your most pricey asset, your house. But yet there is this growth in recognition that we need professionals. So before the break, each one of us, if you could you know, tell us what is the state right now of pet sitting, in your opinion. We'll go with Megan first. Um, the state of pet sitting is that we need more professional pet sitters, um, ones that are insured, ones that are pet first aid and CPR certified, 
um, and ones that do really quality work that will update the owner about the intricacies of how their pets are doing, if they ate or not, you know, medication that was dosed, and then the home care as well. So we're going through a really big freeze right now. And we, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at all of our clients, we have the faucets dripping a little bit. And we updated the clients with a picture of that. You know, it's all these little things. Thank you these... for doing that. Mine are all dripping right now, too. And yeah, <laughs> it's all these little details that, you know, people just think, oh, it's just, you know, leashing the dog up, taking it on a walk and bringing it back. Like, how hard could that be? But it's all the little things that people need to be thinking about of taking care of the home and the pet. And quickly for you, you got about 30 seconds, Mr. Collins. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that it, it needs an increase in public education about what the industry actually is on the unified front from pet sitters across the country and across the globe to let people know the kind of professionalism that exists. Because once people know what quality care is out there, they'll know that they want that for their pets and their home. I love it. Hey, everyone. We're speaking with uh, Megan and Colin Funkhauser. They run uh, a pet sitting company called Funky Bunch Pet Care in Missouri, but they are the host of this great podcast called Pet Sitter Confessional. And we're going to dive in with them a little bit deeper after we take this break. So you guys know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Pets, they're incredible. And I'll bet you your pet is the most incredible. Yeah? So why not tell us about it? Or better yet, show us. If you have an incredible pet, and we know you do, our email address is flpetpals at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe your incredible pet will become the next four-legged life sensation. Remember, flpetpals at gmail.com. Were you hanging out right here while we were gone waiting for us to get back? <laughs> I knew you would. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with Megan and Colin Funkhauser, and they are the brains behind a pet sitter confessional. It's a podcast, but it's so much more. It is kind of uniting everyone in the pet sitting world and pet parents looking for good, qualified pet sitters. We're talking solo entrepreneurs, mega businesses, and you, you're a mom and a dad. You, you run your business. You're a scientist. There's a lot on your plate. So it comes down to this. What's going to be happening in 2023? What would you say if you could crystal ball about the pet sitting world? <laughs> oh man, if, <laughs> if, if I had a crystal ball, I'd have a lot more money than I know. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I really think that um, the pet industry is going to continue to grow and expand. So growth just economically is forecasted to be kind of slower than anticipated, or at least 2022 was. But that growth is still going to be there as more and more people continue to have uh, income and money that they're going to want to spend on their pet because their pet makes them happy. And they're going to, yeah. as they become educated on the possibilities for their pets, again, they're going to want to invest in that. They're going to want to be make that a part of their lives. And so I think the service industry is going to continue to really grow as people, I, I think walks are really going to be a place where people know I can invest in that as we get different breeds in with different needs and energies and expectations for their pets to help okay. manage a lot of things in their lives. How about you, Megan? What do you see as a 2023 forecast? Um, 
well, <laughs> I don't know for sure. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think as pet sitters, we're really going to finally kind of settle into life after COVID. I think 2023 is really we're, we're going to kind of level out and see, OK, is this going to be more back to 2019 or, you know, what's exactly going to happen? But I, th I think it's going to be more of a, a, a leveling out. I know on one of your podcasts, uh, you had an episode called You Need a Not-To-Do List. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Did I do my homework? Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> what, what does that mean, uh, Megan? What's a not-to-do list? So we always think about a to-do list of things we have to do, but then there's also things that we shouldn't be doing. And that, <laughs> as pet sitters, that means um, not setting boundaries. That means going against what we believe, what our company mission is, what our morals are. Um, so if a client asks us to do something, you know, for instance, go pick up my coffee or go pick up the dry cleaner. Well, yeah, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, as the pet sitter, am here to care for your pets and your and your home when you're away. But I am not comfortable doing those extra errands. And some pet sitters do that and they charge for that. And that's, but that's great. concierge service, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So some pet sitters do that. But other ones say, no, I'm not willing to go outside of those boundaries. OK, you that's know, a good one. How about you? Uh, you're just dying to say something, Colin. What's a, what's oh, on your not to do list that you would tell other pet sitters? Uh, on a not to do list is not undercharging for your oh, services. Oh, good. Okay. So that that's a big one of of again the the not to do list is things that I won't do or I'm not willing to do, and we have to sometimes have those plastered around our lives so that we remind ourselves that I'm not going to go there. That's not going to do. And and that's a big a, one. I mean, I, I yeah. teach pet first aid, and I always feel a little guilty what I'm charging, but I'm like, this is a five hour class and I'm a master. And how do you help the pet sitting industry realize to value their worth? Because they have to be experts in pet care, behavior, business. I mean, there's a lot of checklists. Well, I think just continuing to talk about it. We yeah. have a lot of episodes and we try to do this every few months of saying, hey, it's, you know, raise your prices. You are worth it. Kind of thing. <laughs> well, and reminding them of the perceptions of the industry. So I had a, I had an occasion to be riding in a tow truck because our car broke down and I was telling the tow truck operator what I do, what our business does. And okay. this this is a person who runs his own company and he was he's you know, he's on the side of the road, he's in all sort of weather conditions, he's in all sorts of these things that he does and it's an extremely dangerous situation. And I told him what we charge for our services and he goes there's no way you could get me to do that for what that money is. And so even well, that kind of that tow truck driver gave you a perspective, didn't he? He did. And, and helping people understand exactly not just the money that you're making, but the costs to you, including okay. costs of operating and opportunity costs to your life. I think that's one that we very rarely put, spend a lot of time considering of what wasn't I able to do today because I was doing these dog walks. Would I what would I pay to get that time back. Uh, what are the liabilities on me? What risks am I taking on? And I think the more we focus on those kind of things, not being all doom and gloom about it, but no, just no. recognizing the, ser the seriousness and the severity of the situations that we're putting ourselves in, and then going, what cost is that? How much would that be to compensate me back for that kind of time and expertise that I'm putting into this? Well, and I think this has really come into play since COVID, because a lot of pet owners are saying, are have been with their pet nonstop, basically, and now they're going back to work or now they're wanting to take vacations and they're expecting the pet sitter to constantly be with their pet. Basically, oh. there, there's a lot yeah. of 24-7 
care that is being requested from pet sitters. Because so, we're all worried that our pets have separation anxiety exactly. that we unintentionally are giving them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they go, well, I'm going to be away for eight hours. I need a, I need a pet sitter to come in and be with my pet for eight hours. Yes. And trying to <laughs> and setting some expectations around that and just realizing what that cost actually is to you, your, your personal life. Yeah. Yeah. And I know pets are darn cute, but you have to run a business and you have to uh, be able to see a lot of four leggers that are practicing kegels right now and needing your help to get okay. out the door. But it also shifts to there seems to be um, a big movement for cats, too. I see some practices in pet sitting that have decided voluntarily that they would rather be a feline only pet sitting care. What's what's your take on that? Who wants to meow in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's great. Um, I think that from pet sitters that we have heard from, it's a lot less competition. You know, everybody's going after the dogs, always the dogs, the daycare the facilities, the borders, the pet sitters oh, are always point. trying yeah. to get after the dogs. And so there's yeah. a lot less competition when you just go straight for cats. You can also, if there's, you know, one time a day for cats, you can fit them in wherever you want. Maybe it's 9 a.m., maybe it's 5 p.m. You can be more flexible with their schedule. And so I think that's a really big perk for pet sitters going with cats only. Yeah. And because it's way more flexible, you can stack them. Again, this is pending. There's not specific feeding right. or medication or other requirements right. for that cat. But if you're doing one a days for cats, yeah, you can stack them all together and really route plan a lot better. So it's actually more efficient for you in your business. So you're not having to drive constantly and make all these multiple trips back and forth for you. It actually ends up saving you money and the cost per visit goes way down. And you made a good point, and I hope you everybody knows this. Cats need companionship. Yeah. They can't be ignored for days with a bowl yeah. of water and food and a dirty litter box. Colin, tell us the importance of at least a one-a-day visit for cats. <laughs> So, yeah, we get a lot of requests for people who want us to come over every three days or every four days. And the cat owners go, well, they have an automatic feeder. They've got an automatic litter scoop. Everything's going to be fine. And the thing is, is you know, as Arden, you know, cats are really great at concealing illnesses or sickness yes. or injuries. And they get they do get lonely and they can put themselves into situations where the you'd be surprised. I've pulled cats from behind washers and dryers because they were panicked whenever their owner left and they had been yeah. suspended there for several hours, you know, ripping they out have feelings and they do have attachments to people. I mean, they're not goofy and over the top like a dog. Right. But I think uh, like I just had knee surgery. Uh, Nurse Casey, my ginger boy yeah. is sitting by my, my leg all day on the bed. And he's very stoic. Like I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he has a little red cape on, but I, I think they don't, they don't be over demonstrative, but I think cats form definite bonds with two leggers. They, yeah. they do. And I will say that we get a lot of comments from people who go, oh, you'll probably never see my cat. They're not very social. And then the owner leaves and we come over after, you know, 10 hours and that cat is right on us. That yep. cat is ready. You want to see love. some Netflix? I got a good show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, right, and the owners are always surprised. They go, oh my gosh, I'm so shocked that that happened and what's actually happening is that cat was had a, a companionship deficit in their life that was needing to be filled and so when we're showing up it allows that to to, to foster and really that's part of that that many people don't realize and so as pet owners as cat owners become more educated on that and the actual needs top to bottom holistic approach for their cats that's really where we see a lot of need growing moving forward all right. Um, I thank you both for being on the show. And I thank you more importantly for what you're doing for pets, pet parents, and pet sitters. So pause up to both of you. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. Survived the show. Thank you. Hey, everybody. That's our show for today. I uh, want to give a special uh, thank you to our guests. We had Dr. Elizabeth Colleran on first, and of course, Megan and Colin Funkhauser of Pet Sitter Confessional. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Tebra, the makers of great pet products. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in on stations all over the country. So until next time, this is Arden Moore saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.